your trauma into power and your problems into slightly better problems. That is real progress. Think of it as a guide to suffering and how to do it better, more meaningfully, with more compassion and more humility. It's a book about moving lightly despite your heavy burdens, resting easier with your greatest fears, laughing at your tears as you cry them. This book will not teach you how to gain or achieve, but rather how to lose and let go. It will teach you to take inventory of your life and scrub out all but the most important items. It will teach you to close your eyes and trust that you can fall backwards and still be okay. It will teach you to give fewer fucks. It will teach you to not try.
God to the universe, wherein God is a brilliant light, only somehow veiled, hiding underneath all these forms that you see as you look around you. So far, so good. But the truth is funnier than that. It is that you are looking right at the brilliant light now, that the experience you are having, which you call ordinary everyday consciousness, pretending you're not it, that experience is exactly the same thing as it. There's no difference at all. And when you find that out, love is Where's that extension cable? Where's that extension cable? <laughs> For the headphones. I don't know, do I? Why welcome move stuff. Why, why have we got to start it like that? Why can't we say, welcome back, guys. We're back. It's the Muggy Boning Show. It's me, Daniel, and him. You. Daniel. All of us. We're all Daniel. We're all, we're all something. We're all part of this thing. This crazy little thing called life. Life. So, like... We've been off for a few days, weeks, a few weeks, months, um, time. We got cancelled. I am probably rightly so, to be honest. When the Queen died, when the Queen we died, allowed to come in. We weren't allowed in. Um, we weren't suspects. We were, it wasn't us. No. Um, but you know, there might have been a, a lot. There might have been some temptation to tease to be silly and yeah. uh, I think there's a it's fair to say you gotta let people mourn there's a lot of people that would have felt quite I sad. think it's a little bit weird but I let people cry yeah it's a, and, and you know my nan loved the queen and my nan's dead and she fought in the war my name fought in the war for you lot she killed Hitler exactly and you and you got no respect no so like it's sad because I know my nan really liked her and I sort of thought, oh, my nan will be sad. And then I thought, oh, well, at least she can bow at her feet in heaven now. <laughs> I had a bit of a moment, actually. Because I went to work that day in that house, you know, the old lady's house. Quite oh, nice, yeah. Quite a nice sort of massive garden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I the know. state house. Anyway, it was the end of the day and I came in just... At the bit, because I always collect my check. I came in just to the bit where I think they were singing "God Save the Queen." It was the very end of the TV showing, mm-hmm. and I walked in and I saw her watching it. So obviously I kept quiet and I turned to watch the teddy. So I didn't want to talk to her while it was going on, and she looked quite emotional. Mm. And there's a shot of Charles, and then obviously you got the singing in that cathedral, and it's designed to resonate, isn't it? And I just felt, got this overwhelming wave being in that room of like her emotion, the moment, the music. So, what moment were you like, seeing? Whoa. The moment, a uh, moment of the funeral was it? Just, the funeral? Yeah, it's just like the end. It was kind of a wave of grief. No, but as in what moment was happening on the TV at that point? It was the very end of the ceremony. So the, I think the coffin was laid. Oh, right. So laid. the actual funeral. I think it went down the floor and it was... Because we, we had some sort of event every single it was basically, day. It was basically God Save the Queen. Yeah. That, that particular, It started just as I walked in the house. So yeah. it's quite a short song. It's just it like... It's about really 17 weird. verses of it, apparently, in real not, life. Not in the funeral. But yeah, it was like weird. Like, whoa. I sort of felt it. Like, yeah. I mean, it was Not yeah, it was see, no, it was it was a it was a big moment for everyone, and um, yeah, I'm sure in time I'm the, the discussion about 
how we progress and if we progress we'll, we'll maybe be out and then we perhaps can join in then but everyone can be sad it's fair they've been a part of everybody's life since the beginning of their life most of them so let's just uh let them enjoy let, that let the people be sad and if you hate them just you know it's all about yeah. being well, it's just all about, it, yeah. It's yeah. All about being yeah. nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. Yeah, be nice. So, or stand up and shout at Prince Andrew that he's a pervert. <laughs> or you could do that yeah. as well. Equally, Jimmy Savile's best friend yeah. is now the king of England. Apart from that, apart from that, you can you can feel sad for him. And, and there's no way the MI5, uh, MI5 know did it. not know about it because everybody else knew about it. Johnny Rotten knew somehow. He must be working for him. You cannot but get. They didn't know. You cannot so. get within a hundred yards of any member of the royal family without your backstory being being interrogated within an inch of its life. Yeah. So for Jimmy Savile to be one of his friends, who he writes letters to. Anyway, now, let's not talk about yeah. that. Let's just talk about. Why did they tell? Why did they family? tell Charles? That's what we're trying to say. Why did these? People not tell him exactly because it's his fault. Maybe because he knew. I reckon he had a kill. So I reckon. I reckon that's that stop. I don't die. What? I don't die. Don't talk about this. No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> We're not going to die. I'm talking about. I'm well, saying. I'm saying angry, the yes. reason why we only found out about Savile when he died was because he had a kill switch to take everybody with him. And I actually think he was such a psychopath and sociopath that he didn't care what he's. What he, I don't actually think he cared that it was released when he died. No. He, he, in fact, he probably, in fact, he probably wanted everybody to know. Yeah. In fact, he wanted you all to know that he got away with it. Yeah. But anyway, that's just the Jog on, silly, old, silly old theory that we've got that we think the. How do we get on to this? Good, good, a, a good friend. Of, oh, because we're off. Anyway, that's why we're off. never mind. <laughs> so that's why we that's why we were cancelled. And then uh, my boys left home one by one week by one week. Yep. To university, and I was crying. Were you crying? Actually, crying. I got oh grief. God. It was weird. Grief. I was glad, you know, happy for them. None of the audio you know, people. Oh, I just think they're having a good time. I know that. I know that. I can't help with feelings. <laughs> can't help being sad. God, I can't help like lovely people that've been in my house for twenty odd years, nineteen years. Suddenly gone within two weeks. Well, they've gone within nineteen years, haven't they? <laughs> I mean, it's taken them nineteen years to leave. They've just gone within two weeks. It's emotional. They've been by your side, a couple of guys. Yeah, lads. Lads just hanging around, watching YouTube. Hanging around, moaning about things, making a mess, <laughs> um, playing basketball with their old dad yeah. in the garden, like playing computer games, watching swearing at you, fighting with in the gym, getting their bums smacked. I don't smack their bums, I don't hit them. But did the punchy back? They might be a little bit stronger. <laughs> anyway, so they 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 basically died temporarily. Yep. Until they come back. Yeah, do you know what's weird? After all the the wave, I just had to sit for that wave. Yeah, I knew it is what it was. Just because I loved them. That's why I felt sad. But what were you talking about? Um, your your boys. Yeah. What was I talking about? That you were sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it just feels like they've popped out. It's weird. It always it feels still like they're there. It's weird. Yeah. Like the energy's around. I don't know. Just I'm just my mind tricking myself. <laughs> so I feel better. Yeah. You know. That's just weird. Yeah. That's you know. It's all moments, isn't it? It's I mean, all you my. Know, we text each other all the time. Yeah. Even I mean, even my daughter's still living in my house. She's just started college. And uh, 
Yeah, it's like this weird new, like this new phase thing that's going on. And like, what was mad is she's left school. Where if she come home from school and you said to her, "How did you get on a school today?" Hmm. Yeah, it was all right. To now coming home from college and going, so dad, today at college, and like going into this full on telling me about what she's doing, she's meeting like minded, having fun musicians, and and like she's joining bands and she's having like she's collaborating with people within weeks of going to college. She's yeah. suddenly got this this new burst of energy, which um, which is lovely to see. It's nice, oh. it's all transient, isn't it? Yeah, all, everything, everything moves transient. on. Everything moves. Nothing's still. It's um, yeah. It's it's. I've I've had a I've had a, some epiphanies of, of late. What do they, what do they taste like? <laughs> Not too bad. Um, she was in the charts, wasn't she? Epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're a pwn now. <laughs> <laughs> epiphany. That's. I think we're a pwn now by epiphany. <laughs> Poppy Peter P. Peppy Papa Pound. <laughs> So, like for a little while, I've been, I've been, and we've been on this show talking about it, where I've been trying to improve myself mentally and physically, doing a lot of swimming, spiritually, doing some ice baths, doing some saunas, watching kind of videos on ways that you can kind of give yourself an extra sort of five two percent per day to just kind of just take the edge off a little bit and give you kind of just that little bit of extra little bit of an extra foothold in in life and it's worked it's been all right i've enjoyed it i feel better for it i feel healthier that's all great so how much amphetamines do you take in a day <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that's quite interesting you say that that will that will come up later what? on in the show oh, no um not confession you do spiral and downward fall <laughs> about me taking meth yeah no uh, no no better than that better than, better than it's even stronger than that no it's jesus so um I've been speaking to a few of my mates of late as well. And one thing that's really clear is that we're all a similar age and we're all at kind of sort of different positions in life. We, you know, you know, either financially or um, mentally or, you know, one of my mates is still living at home with his mum or he's had to move back in with his mum. Another one's just got married. Another one's getting a really, really, really high-paid job and um, on the face of it is doing really well for himself. And yet the common theme is that we're all struggling, like just generally just kind of like having moments where we're just like, oh, tired, like you feel kind of the weight of the world and you feel kind of like there's a there's a, a lot of responsibility on you and just by chance I was listening to LBC during all of these these kind of conversations that were going on and, and James O'Brien was doing a, a small segment on midlife crisis and there was a few things that were being banded about by different people. You know, what no, does it, is it real? Essentially, does it exist? What, what what does it actually mean? And they started talking about men in their sort of early to mid forties. Obviously, you're approaching the uh, the fifties now. Maybe aren't it's you, so. midlife wake ups. But well, maybe. But 
there were some some really good points you know you're at an age where probably your kids are their most kind of dependent obviously yours have just gone to university but mm. prior to that you know you were paying they were becoming expensive if they didn't if they weren't working they would be needing you know needing things that are more expensive so you've got an added responsibility there so your dependables your dependents are most dependent at that sort of time so that was one of the theories um you know you're generally kind of probably at quite close to the peak of your earning potential because you know after that as you start to get a bit older younger people kind of come in place and they can kind of you know they can do your job a little bit quicker and a little bit faster and so you're kind of battling with that you're also sort of ebbing your youth is slowly ebbing away to the point now where you actually Maybe it's are like when you're growing up you're i'm getting somewhere i'm getting somewhere and suddenly you find yourself i'm stuck here yeah 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 that point like oh wait a minute where's this ending because beyond this is like a different age to tread you know you get to 40s and 50s like there's a weird kind of transition going on there like with my kids leaving home suddenly you know i'm not having to do a lot of stuff for other people it's odd uh, you suddenly got this all this time back you're going from a being a dad to a father kind of thing there's that weird transition because you know they've gone they've become everything you'd hope they'd become independent you know experiencing other places and you know doing stuff away from you you know you want them to be able to do that but also the change the massive change like suddenly it was really quick when it happened like boom one's gone boom the other one's gone yeah and like obviously all the stuff preparing for that as well like you're caught up in being really busy the last few weeks so your time with them sort of shrinks which is kind of like oh fuck and all the focus is about getting them gone yeah kind of thing but also every now and again realising it like the weeks before like realising just feeling like oh my god like it's weird I'm not but yeah but but like it's it's like selfish sadness it's just like it's coming out of me but for you if you're if you're helping them to move and everything's really hectic and everything's frantic like you're working your ass off to do something that's going to actually quite upset you when it's when it's yeah. done <laughs> so it's like yeah let's try really hard to get this so they leave me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah go on have fun <laughs> oh no they're gone um yeah it's so well, they, well, there you go i mean it's a there's another it's another sort of um it's another kind of milestone that 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 you know, and a, and a realization that you that life has moved on to where you are now, and you know, when we all take stock and we all look around and we see what we've got, we can all kind of go, it "Ain't that bad?" <laughs> like, well, and and yeah. we need to, we like, I, I, so part of my attempt at, at, at improving myself physically and mentally is to be able to cope with the times when you're not feeling so great and and hopefully put a different filter on so that your your general kind of outlook is 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 a more positive one because you know it it could be worse that's the thing with the moments like the boys leaving home it's a very good time to experiment with the things you've learned about your brain because like you could sort of apply it because there's there's a moment i was you know felt the grief and i suddenly realized oh it's love I'm feeling this because of love and it's because how much I love it. It completely changed the atmosphere of how my brain was thinking and what that moment was. Like, it, transfer- it transformed the moment to being another reality. 
transformed it. Transformed it. Yeah. It's moments like that, I think you can really, if you're interested in, like, playing with the mind, and because this is the thing, we both read these books, I've read The Kabbalion, I'm reading The Kabbalion, I'm halfway through it, but the initial concepts are really interesting. It's the idea of polarities, all things are the same, hot and cold are the same things, because eventually one will become the other, they're just degrees of each other. So, like, love and hate, it's the same mechanism that's what it is it's an energy it's like it's different it's, it's a an polarity energy on a scale you've got polarity there you've got like it's this or that but it, they eventually they become they are the same thing they're just degrees of each other so like you could have someone that's really mystical and they get so mystical they end up arrogant they well, disconnect like me yeah they can disconnect from just everyday life so you said that too late so you this is what polarities are and when you take yourself out of the polarity like you suddenly realize you're everything well you suddenly realize that like say with politics left and right in politics you can you can go either way but those polarities by the way i don't want to don't want to cut two, in two but those, those polarities at the moment are in so many ways turning flipping on their heads like they're they're becoming the opposite of each other there's so many so many examples now it's the same thing yeah it's the same energy it's the same thing happening and that's what you've got to get yourself out of is the polarity of the situation because when you collapse the model of like say you're in a, a horrible terrifying moment say you've got bad news that's impending that you have no control over and you're in that moment and you're fizzing with like fear and everything because you want it to be right it might go wrong those two things are always playing in your head when you realize they're happening you can collapse it and it's become it just becomes what is it becomes the is and you're out of that mechanism fear and worry the future the past and you're things change and maybe that is how we ride this universe is our ability to reduce this pendulum of swinging backwards and forwards because of the energy we put into it don't give a fuck is that the message of that book is like you come out of it you're not engaged in it you are just being in it and I know people say, well, how are you going to ever think about anything? Because you, you're considering the, both arguments, but then you're collapsing them. The, so the subtle art of not giving a fuck is the first book that I read. and But the, the, the build-up to that is, is this. So one of my bestest friends that I've known for since I was oh, a small child. Oh, um, oh that are the best friend. That other best, best friend. He, um, we speak, I've, we've, I've spoken about him before. We speak, I speak to him two or three times a day. Most days, he. I cannot tell you how many times he's changed his number. How incredibly, (laughs) how incredibly lucky he is. I feel, and he and he and he says the same. That 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 uh, because uh, forget about the worry blokes, the blokes, 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 the lads, lads, lads thing. The myth is is 
you know, all right, mate, yeah, all right, we birds, yeah, we, we, and it, that, right? So I've lived that life with him, you know. That's the, that, he was one of my lads, lads, lads. But he lived that life and you watched him do it. Well, no, but I mean, as in, you know, going on those holidays, going to those nightclubs, doing all those things, it was something that I was always reluctantly a part of because it wasn't quite my scene. I wanted to be going to gigs. I didn't really want to be going and doing yeah. that stuff, but, you know, you end up, you're there, they're your mates and you go and, and do, it, do it. And we had a great time and with bants, 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 and lads, lads, lads. <clears throat> But we've always, but we've we've been very, we're quite similar. We're different in a lot of ways, but we're, we're quite similar in many there ways. There is a like, around your friends. There is like a thing where there's a, the similarities between all of them. It's like uh, branches on a tree. They all have something that's the same. I don't know what it is. It's the I suppose Cockneyism, maybe Cockney thing, maybe wherever, wherever you're from. There's I don't know a sort of language or a sense of humour or something I don't know yeah there's a yeah uh, yeah I guess there is a bit there's a bit of that definitely uh, but but with him we have this he we we, uh, we have a very I have a very pragmatic approach like he'll 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 tell me his problems he's, he overthinks things all the time he tells me all of his you know he gets really stressed out about stuff and um, quite often I help him I help him solve his problems not by telling him what to do, but by asking him questions. So he'll he'll say to me, <coughs> he'll tell me, I don't know, it might be something. Say he's not he's falling out of his wife and she's doing something. That's can't like, say things like that on the radio. Because you can. We all fall out of our wives. What are you talking about? Because you can. I'm not going to go into detail. I'm just saying that it, whatever the, the the problem is, and he'll he'll come to me and he'll say, um, I can recognise where he's going wrong but I can ask him questions to make him realise it without saying without pointing the finger at him and um, and I and anyway we the, the point is is he's the only person I do that with and it makes me and, and it has been so um so like healing to, to be able to have that we was a little while where we weren't talking and prior to that we were speaking every day as well and the difference in my state of mind ever since kind of reconnecting with him and speaking to him like on that on that level kind of most days is is and I I can honestly say I recommend it to any if you can find that in someone hug it embrace it mm. take it because I tell you something it is really 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 special and I'm and I feel really pleased that I like your it. mental twin yeah it's kind of like it, it's one of those things where it makes you realise that you're not the only one thinking the things that you're thinking. Like uh, Joe Biden. It, you're kind of... Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll leave you that bit in. That's really good. I'll do the podcast version. Um, Please, have a seat. With your permission, I'm going to take my coat off. Welcome to the White House, everybody. But guess what? I'm not stopping here. Think about what you think about. Say it again, and that's a fact. Think about what you think about. Folks, look. Think about what you think about. I'm serious, think about it. Think about what you think about. Let's be honest. No, you're not gonna get your way. This time, not this year, not this time. Not, 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 now, now. So I don't wanna hear it anymore about big spending Democrats. We spend, but we pay. We, we, we spend, but we pay. This year, the American people won. It's wrong. It's not who we are, and we're gonna fix that too. Think about what you think about. Say it again, and that's a fact. Think about what you think about. Folks, look. Think about what you think about. 
I'm serious, think about it. Think about what you think about. Let's be honest. We are the United States of America. There is nothing, nothing, nothing we've ever set our mind to. Nothing. Too often. We confuse noise with substance. And there's no rhyme or reason to that. Think about how you feel. We're gonna come back at it. I'll circle back. Nobody can doubt. Nobody can any longer doubt. Not a joke. Think about it. Think about what you think about. Say it again, and that's a fact. Think about what you think about. Folks, look. Think about what you think about. I'm serious. Think about it. Think about what you think about. Think about what you think about. Think about. Think about how you feel. Good thing my mom is not around. Folks, think about what you think about. Let's be honest. It's wrong. But guess what? I'm not stopping here. Think about what you think about. Think about, think, think about, think about how you feel, and we're gonna fix that too. Think about what you think about, how you feel. Folks, look, here's the deal. Think about what you think about. Say it again, and that's a fact. Think about what you think about. Folks, look, think about what you think about. I'm serious, think about it. Think about what you think about. Uh, and and so you kind of and suddenly someone's sharing a problem with you where you think God I've got that problem too and then you start talking about it and you open up and it's and it's all good. So well, there's a reason for that, isn't there? Because everything's the same. All problems are yeah, the but, problem. But here's here's the thing: is that there aren't. And I said this to me the other day. I said, like, you think about how many how many men there are out there, and I hate to just specify gender, but I'm going to. How many men there are are, are out there that don't have that 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 yeah. ability to be able to do that? Um, yeah, what's that like? like? Because it's a release valve. It's a it's a you know, and we get it on this. We get to I, we, I get to we get to air our stuff on here. Throw your ideas out there. You get to kind of just talk out into this void of Someone's. seven thousand listeners, <laughs> and the rest one, one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, so uh, where I've been having these conversations with him, he is a hedge fund. He's one of these people that's partly responsible for all the problems we've got right now, and he. Um, he constantly worries about what he does because he makes decisions about he puts trades on that could go one way or the other he needs to learn to he because he overthinks things he needs to kind of learn to let go so i was like i was starting looking for books and i knew that there was this book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck because it was kind of all about kind of letting go and not overthinking and and i so i looked it up and I found it, and over the last three or four days, I've been listening to it. And after a bit of a slow start, slowly but surely, this book has made me just... It was profound. It was beautiful. The final chapter, I think if I'd have been hung over... Just carry on, but naturally... Oh, that's smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I'd have been hung over... Um, I probably would have cried. It was a, it was nice and emotional, but Good. instead I had this kind of big happy smile on my face as the book ended. Maybe it's something's happening. But what it was, what it kind of, what I found that it's trying to p- portray is after you get over the initial first chapter of it saying, "Don't give a fuck about a hundred thousand times," where you think I'm not going to carry on listening to this if it's just going to keep telling me to stop. So I missed the first bit. Giving a fuck. <laughs> But by the time you get into it, it starts telling you about readjusting your values and not um, putting pressure on yourself because of the way others are, you know, the way others are getting on in their life. I mean, 
there's just I, but there's one anecdote in there that's absolutely beautiful and, I, and this will give you an idea of what it means what it's getting at go on then he tells this little story and he says in 1983 <coughs> this uh, Prince Bel there was this young lead guitarist called Billy who was with his best friends and they were in this band and this guitarist um, all he'd ever dreamed of was becoming uh, getting his band signed and becoming a rock star and taking over the world and blah de blah sounds like you does sound a little bit like me so he, he gets to the age of 19 and the, within a week of becoming 19 um, the band gets signed Jesus and he is Christ. over the moon and he thinks we're going to take over the world and then the next morning after finding out they got signed his band members wake him up and they tell him you're fired and they sack this guitarist what so this guitarist gets really sad really upset really betrayed can't believe it his friends have been really cold these friends that he's known all his life and he's grown that's up that's not with. right is it he then goes off on a bus back to where he's from and when he gets back he's all kind of all depressed and when he gets back he says no you know what f these guys i'm going to go and find the greatest musicians i've ever found and i'm going to become the greatest band in the world and i'm going to sh- be on every magazine and i'm going to be sh- rubbing it in these blokes faces it for the rest Kula of my Shaker. life <laughs> and so he did he went back he went and found the greatest musicians he could find he put a band together and they got a record deal and they were called Elvis and they sold 20 million albums and they were touring all over the world who is it? this guy's name was Dave Mustaine and he was in the band Megadeth yeah the problem is that the band that sacked him well, Metallica. <laughs> and Metallica sold hundreds of millions of albums and also toured over the world and did bigger stadium tours and, and, and completely swamped him. Yeah, still good, though. So this guy had this insane success, and yet he was consumed by... Really? By, by uh, yeah, like, bitter. He was on Joe Rogan recently, funny enough. God. Um, he was really bitter. He was really upset, because they really did do him dirty, you know? But as it happens... They inspired him to have his own control of a band. Exactly. So... Although it's not solely based on bitterness and and judging yourself by others, uh, by others, it's kind of just a, it's what, what he then does goes on is he tells another anecdote and he says there was this other band, <laughs> these four lucky guys from Liverpool in 1962. Go and see if you can guess who it is. Uh, the Kinks. Nearly. Anyway, Jerry and the Pacemakers. <laughs> Oasis. So, anyway, this young, handsome drummer by the name of Pete Best was also sacked from his band. And he became a painter and died. And he became really sad. And he became really depressed. But instead of going off and finding another band, he basically kind of lived the life of a little bit of... I think he joined a few bands, but he never really had any success. And I think in 1967, he tried to top himself. And his mum talked him out of it. And for years, he held this bitterness. And then he got married and he went off and he had children and, you know, went and lived his life. And then he came to a realisation that had he not been sacked, he wouldn't have met his wife and yeah. he wouldn't have had his children and he wouldn't have got to the place where he got to and 
in actual fact, you've got an example. So he gave essentially two examples. One guy was hugely successful but totally unhappy. One guy was, well, you could say was one of the most unsuccessful drummers in the world, and and managed to accept what had happened and appreciate what he had as a result of it. Forget about what might have been. Forget about all the stuff that you can't control. He actually could say, Do you know what? I love this woman and I love these children and here I am and this is what I'm doing. And essentially it goes on <laughs> to, to say, life is going to be rubbish. You cannot help yeah. the things that are going to, that it's going to throw at you. You've just got to learn to readjust your values, to understand that that is going to happen and try your best to accept it. There's loads of little kind of little lessons in there about like I say, readjusting and it talks about entitlement it's like you kind of somehow think that you're entitled to be successful that you're somehow entitled to be happy and content when in actual fact nothing gives a fuck about you so you kind of have to you have to without being a nihilist you can actually be more and it but it again it could sound like it's being a nihilist but in fact there's a loads of lessons in there that's just teaching you to just be zen and just yeah. to be it's the principles to of zen be, be be appreciative of suffering. it exactly yes suffering is you thinking in a way that makes your body feel terrified there's a mechanism there like the way you think can make you terrified right but the force of that terror is a thought and what is a thought how can a thought actually get you you know once you master that part of it like I've had some moments where you know I've I've had one point in my life where I had about a month of like really serious worry like you're in it and you're stuck in it and there's no way out for a long time you know that's the case same and there comes a time in it where it happens, you know, you're so much in it, because every moment of the day, that you kind of almost not get bored of it, but like, you start seeing it, and then you realise what you can do with that is just focus on it, like, that, realise what it is, it's a thought in your head, like, it, be, it becomes more of a feeling than impending doom. Like, oh, that's the feeling of it, okay, it's the feeling of it. What does it actually feel like? Oh, it's it hasn't got any pain in it. Actually, I can go into this, and like the more you move into it, it kind of just evaporates. So the main basis of fear is like is thinking of the past or the future, isn't it? It's coming out of the moment. It's coming out, and that's like, what is that coming out of the moment? What does that even mean? Well, like when you're thinking of summer. When you think of the past and the future about a problem, you're, you're suffering. It's the mechanism. It's just suffering. You know, it can be joyous as well, but obviously with the rules of the universe, they're the same thing. What, what it teaches you in this book is that um, the reason you feel pain when you stub your toe is it, it's your body's way of... Um, naturally teaching you not to hurt yourself. Yeah. So the point is, is that um, you know it's basically essentially teaching you to be more careful. And the and the point being is, is that you're not you're not going to know how to be not in pain unless you experience yeah. pain. Um, and and that's essentially what it's doing. So you know the reason why the the, the, the nerve endings in your the end of your fingers 
are so sensitive is so that you're not touching hot irons yeah. and burning your hands and so making them useless and making them melt so you have to experience low you know obviously you don't want to experience so much pain that you die you don't want to you know get run over by a train um so that you can't work out the rest of it <laughs> you know you want to, to learn those lessons but the point is is we have those we have those feelings and those those do you good to to to, to teach you how to deal with so or how to not hurt yourself further suffering could be the mechanism to teach you to wake up like because you're constantly tested with it if you can start getting in it and using what suffering is supposed to do which is maybe to enlighten you or to collapse the the kind of left and right paradigm or the duality of things if suffering gives you a chance to kind of practice them on a grander scale you know when things are going wrong and you're in pain your senses get pricked when you're frightened all your senses kind of get more and more alive now it can feel terrifying but actually if you can use that feeling all alive and all sensed out like if you can transmit for that fear into like oh shit i can use this like vibrating suit i've suddenly got you know it's it's energy there to fucking heal you or do something there's a mystery in it i think they're all nodding at um and it's not all about you apart from me right now this is one of my songs
well. Yeah. So the second book, after I finished that, and there was a beautiful, the ending was so stunning. And you know, you were just talking about then about heightened emotions. I, I'm not even going to go into the story, but he references being in a really extreme situation where his senses were on absolutely high alert. I'll, honestly, I recommend this book to every single person that I'm ever going to see ever again. I can honestly say that. Um, certainly people that I think it would benefit. Um, There's a lot of sadness around. But this second book... Um, I don't know, what's, what's the title again? It is the full title. Dopamine Hit. It's basically something like that. It's called Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. We're indulging like crazy. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. there's a good reason for it. We want to find interesting things, and uh, we've been hacked into the interesting things being bad for us sometimes. Well, here's the thing. We are, because of the, this incredible trajectory that... The, the technological world has been on. I need to fill it up. I need to fill we, up. We've, we've now got this. It's like the rats in the cage. The button. The dopamine button. The cocaine do, button. Do, do. We can just keep pressing that button. All the time. Do. I need something. Oh, Amazon. Two two presses. It's at my house the next day. Oh, I want to uh, feel loved. Let me take a selfie and post it on Facebook. Oh, look. i got three likes. Oh, dopamine. Just cocaine. Constantly pressing the button to get that hit of dopamine all the time. I feel better. I feel better. I feel better. I need to feel better. I, know I feel better. Well, we feel better. Feel as better. humans, we've always kind of chased that a little bit. You know, people, people, people have drunk for hundreds of thousands of years. What caused innovation though, that feeling, but now we've got it People have quickly. People have taken psychedelics, you know, in ancestors have taken psychedelics. We've always but we've always looked for uh, some form of escape, some form of godly moment of distancing yourself from reality or or trying to expand your understanding of reality or or again just escaping. There's a reason for that. We know we know this isn't quite real. And we our instinct is to kind of escape the matrix and we it used to be done for a spiritual feeling of love and oneness and that dopamine hit is like a weak copy of it it's, a, it's cheap it's free it's, it's 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 and this is what this book talks about is that the grand petit orgasm we death we mort. don't realize that actually the, the actual the actual chemical balance that is going on is that People that live a hedonistic life, for instance, and it talks about this in the book, there is an actual condition for people that have lived a... You know, the, you know, you meet those people that have raved all their life, like they're in their 40s and they're completely fried. Mm. You know, those those people that are... They're, they're almost like... You know those people that are really kind of sad behind the eyes? It's like mm. they they didn't stop. They didn't find... Um, they didn't find somewhere to settle down. They always kind of just been transient. They've always travelled. They've always, you know... And they're, they're almost... They almost can't experience joy anymore because they're so joyed out by pressing that dopamine button continuously for 30 years or whatever it is. Or from the age of 12 and you've got a phone. Well, no, but... but, Okay, so yeah, and it moves on to that. I think... And this is just a theory, and I've not finished the book yet. I'm about halfway through it. I think that... um, that because of this new technological revolution, we have to be so careful now. Mm. Because the, the the actual scientific, um, you know, the, the the physical thing that is happening inside your brain, where you are constantly pressing that button, 
your level, your your tolerance level changes, yeah. and the come down changes, and so now. Whereas we would look forward to the weekend to go out and get drunk before phones, before all of that stuff, mm. we would look. That would be our that would be our dopamine hit. It's like you kind of, it's in Gathering. a much 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 smaller dose. Mm. Now we have got it at our fingertips continuously, and I think that is why this level of depression is actually happening and madness in a lot of people and craziness amongst these people and that's why we're not all rising up together because we've been divided so many times by the finger buttons but but forget us but i mean like obviously the divided thing the the whole political thing and all that that's another thing that all adds to it but that is when you when you break it down to its fundamental core it's dopamine because every time you engage with someone whatever it is that's causing you to that is another shot of get you are so pressing what, that button again what deep dark primal urge is the dopamine from it's escapism and here so here's my revelation here's my revelation maybe they've hacked joy my revelation is this i need to and i feel like i've read the books in the wrong way round we upside down <laughs> Backwards, starting yeah. on the back page. Nip, nip, what the Swedish? Is that I'm going to do my very, very best now to, and I've, I've come up with a metaphor. I actually even might even write a list because dopamine hits are good, but you have to work for it. Yeah, I was going to say that. So I thought that about a minute ago. So when you go to the gym, yeah, I whispered it into the microphone. When you work out, when you, when you, when you, yeah, when you earn it, yeah, that is a good hit of dopamine. It's like chopping a tree down with an axe. Yeah, when you, and it goes, and you're like, oh, I'm glad I did that. Or when you sit back after oh, building something, or you've it. done, and you can sit and, and admire what you've oh, done. The Egyptians. Or you do a piece of art, or you, you know, you make a piece of music, or whatever it is. Or you stare at a phone and go, uh, 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 exactly. Uh. Well, so yeah. I think I'm actually going to write a list. And I'm going to write a list, and uh, and here's here's my little metaphor. You either need to walk up the stairs to get your dopamine, or you press the button. And I'm going to put... You're getting a lift, you mean. And I'm going to put a line down the middle of a page, and on the stairs side, I'm going to put all the things I need to work for to make me feel better. Lists are good. And on the right-hand side, I'm going to put all the things that are instant hits, so my phone, drugs... Of any kind, cigarettes, whatever it is, something, anything that is a quick fix that I don't have to work for that actually in the long run damages me, anything alcohol based. And I'm going to do my best to limit or abstain from as much of that as I possibly can. You can drink Diet Coke in this current, no. Yes, no, I'm, I'm going to drink coffee because I need caffeine. Coffee's fine. It's but a bean. I, but I think I am going to try my very hardest to abstain from all of those things that are the quick, easy wins and over. We could become supermen. And the reason I'm going to do it is because I think you have to. I think mm. we need to le- we need to start teaching people now, as early as possible, that you're going to really screw your brain up. <laughs> If you keep pressing that button, yeah. you need to walk up those stairs a lot more than you press that button. Every time you press that button, because soul because drips. because years ago, before we had all of this dopamine at the touch of our at the tips of our fingers, I think that's what. And this is what this woman said, from and it was in the, the intro from 1990 to the present day, depression, clinical depression, has gone up by 50 percent in humans. And there has to be... Now, 1990 is quite early, to be fair. But maybe that's the starting point. But, but here's, here's the rub. That 
a lot of that has got to do with technology. Yeah. We, you know, social media has created huge amounts of um, self-harming and and suicide and teenage depression in young kids and girls. It's also a fake world. You're not living anything. You're just wasting the the clock that you bought on the birth, the time you get on Earth. You're just giving it away to what digital. Digital's nothing. Doesn't nothing for you. It's not doesn't stay with you. Doesn't help you. It just takes what you love and turns it into something boring. The real world is everything to you. Everything. Time is everything to you. Your peace of mind is essential. And there are hacks. There are books. And there are ways to find a better way to think. So you're not suffering as much or not suffering at all. Some people get to a stage where they never have to suffer. Some people get to a stage where suffering can be managed. It can be turned into something beautiful. It can be turned into, like, thank God I went through that. Thank God I'm able to cope with it. Thank God, look how alive I feel. You know, I'm in the moment. I'm fierce and I'm alive. That's that's the thing. And I'm in a bit of a quandary, actually, where that's concerned because my sudden... Uh, my sudden um uh, sort of realization and my, this sudden urge I've got to listen to these audiobooks and suck and suck it up. One of the things that I really want to abstain for is constantly having a voice in my head because that's what I've got at the moment. I've got my phone mm. playing YouTube, playing podcasts, something. I lay in bed with it in my ears. Yeah, it's true. constantly something speaking to me, and so that's one of the things that I really want to do. And talking about living in the present, when I take my dog for a walk, we get live in a yeah. beautiful area. We go on these beautiful, I live beautiful walks. I, ta- I I have my headphones in. What? Or I have my phone playing And I've been listening to this book That's supposedly changed my life But one of those things that I need to remove Is that, is I need to yeah. go and live nature I need to go and live where I am walk And be in that moment and With walk the my dog. dog Walk the dog with the dog don't have, I don't ever have headphones on when I walk the dog Alright, you're him. perfect I wish it was all perfect like you Alright Cooper, I'll ignore you You run off and play I'll just be in my own world and listen to someone else You're the magical creature You're in the forest We've got a great walk Especially taking down the bottom Who <laughs> were? <laughs> yeah, overshare uh, No, alright, yeah well, Anyway, well, so that, that is, one of, that is one of the things I need to improve upon Start with that That's going to be um, taken out of my life um, Also, do a dust Walk, you know, it's getting dark now. Take your dog. Oh, yours might run off. What, what this, um, you the crows. What this woman was saying, this was interesting. Uh, one of the exper- an experiment they did with a rat was, um, one of the these cocaine, these cokehead rats. I mean, you know, when they keep giving rats cocaine all yeah. the time. Well, they had this beam of light inside a cage and they kept they give it some cocaine every day for 30 days <coughs> and on day one and so, so rat, um, rodents have a tendency to run around the periphery of everything don't they because yeah. it's their easiest way to, to escape so when the rat took cocaine on the first day instantly it was running across the middle but it was kind of just plodding along it was like a lot more alert but it was going across so fuck them in the and every day they gave it cocaine it got that little bit more erratic and it was getting it faster and it was running back and forth further it's trapped in a did plastic for, maze did it for 30 days poor thing then they stopped then they gave it an entire year which is essentially a, almost a lifetime to a rat because they live for one to three years so they waited for a Poor year rat. right where they put it and they did exactly the same experiment with the rat now bearing in mind every day it got more and more erratic they waited <laughs> a year good joke erratic <laughs> They gave it some cocaine one year later. Yeah, and it and it the it, it measured in exactly the same way that it was on day thirty. 
Ooh. So that neural pathway was there and it opened Ooh. up as soon as it went back, as soon as it just, so it had done that damage by with that amount of dopamine. And what this book is suggesting is that even though you've done that permanent damage Fasts. and you've opened up that neural pathway to that, because um, we all talk, you know, they all talk about you never get as high as the first time and all that sort of stuff. It's all, it's sure. all kind of linked to that. We can we can overcome it. Although we've done that damage, although we've opened that pathway and that stuff like that for life, you can do it by you can overcome it by bypassing it and by abstaining from it. And and it's kind of it's just just fascinating. I mean, it, it was talking about like um, you know, obviously your base level for just being standard if you keep putting that dopamine up yeah. then your high is the worst and then you've got to get even higher to and yeah, it's kind you of that. got it you've got the absolute opposite of it do you know what they said they did some tests on dopamine on gamblers and you know when they produce the most dopamine when they're about to win when they lost exactly when they lost they call it chasing the loss uh, it, because it was all part of that fee it was all part of that high the highs and the lows because it's all the same thing isn't it there you go Polarities. So, point being, don't do drugs, don't gamble, and listen don't to listen this. to your phone. But listen to this. And listen to this thing that Daniel's uh, pretended to do. I don't know. Nice dream. The Kabbalion is a book released in 1908 and was authored supposedly by a group of men only known as the Three Initiates. Its teachings are based in Hermeticism, a philosophical system that is based off the teachings of the early Hellenistic legend Hermes Trismegistus. Hermes Trismegistus, or Hermes Thrice Great, was said to be a powerful being that was inspired by the likings of the Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Thoth. Some scholars believe that the book was authored by the New Thought leader William Walker Atkinson, although this hasn't been fully confirmed. Either way, this book is a must-read for any esoteric learner that wishes to understand more about the workings of the universe and our humanly connection to our Creator. Today we will delve into the seven parts of the Kabbalion, broken into principles or laws of the universe. Number one, all is mind, the universe is mental. The common universal question in the minds of man usually revolves around the idea of the meaning of life or purpose of being. We spend years of our life wondering if everything we do in our daily lives is worth it, or if it's all for naught. Through meditation, prayer, or even psychoactive drugs, humans have been able to expand their internal vision and traverse the planes of thought through the spiritual self. In the ancient temple of Eleusis, the breeding ground for Stoicism and philosophical teachings in Greece, and the namesake of this channel, historical figures would attend the temple and allegedly partake in mind-altering experiences, imitating the experience of death and rebirth. The experience was so profound and esoteric that any mention of the ceremonies involved would result in violent repercussions. In this chapter of the Kabbalion, which touches on the power of mind in the universe, it is brought forth that through universal laws of creation, the only viable way that the All, or the universal embodiment of God, could have created the visual plane is by mental fabrication. Every experience that we feel in the world is created through power of our brains and sensory organs, explaining the feeling of transmitting those feelings to our cranial hard drive. In a similar fashion, 
the all creates the universe and all of its parts, atoms, elements, and creatures using its higher sense of mentality. Humanity compared to the all is but a small ocean creature compared to humanity. We cannot conceptualize the true nature of how the all works, as we are not mentally capable of doing so with a human mind. Number two, the principle of correspondence. The best way to explain the principle of correspondence is through this excerpt from the Kabbalion. The old hermetic axiom, as above, so below, may be pressed into service at this point. Let us endeavor to get a glimpse of the workings on higher planes by examining those on our own. The principle of correspondence must apply to this as well as to other problems. On his own plane of being, how does man create? Well, first he may create by making something out of outside materials. But this will not do, for there are no materials outside the all of which it may create. Well then, secondly, man procreates or reproduces his by the kind of process of begetting, which is self-multiplication accomplished by transferring a portion of his substance into his offspring. But this will not do, because the all cannot transfer or subtract a portion of itself, nor can it reproduce or multiply itself. In the first place, there would be a taking away, and in the second case, a multiplication or addition to the all, both thoughts being an absurdity. There is no third way in which a man creates. Well, yes, there is. He creates mentally, and in doing so, he uses no outside materials, nor does he reproduce himself, and yet his spirit pervades the mental creation. Following the principle of correspondence, we are justified in considering that the all creates the universe mentally, in a manner akin to the process whereby man creates mental images. The Kabbalion. Number three, the principle of vibration. Everything moves, everything vibrates, nothing is completely still. This principle is based in the truth that whether it be a kinetic level or a molecular level, everything in the universe moves and vibrates. When a string on a guitar is plucked, a sound is made through the vibration of the string and the actual body of the guitar itself. The tone vibrates through the air and then vibrates the bones in our ear, which then vibrates our eardrums and sends a message through nerves to our brain letting us know that the sound has been made. In this example, we have experienced metal, plastic, wood, air, organic matter, and a nerve ending all experiencing vibration at the same time. In the same way that we can hear those tones of music, the universe too creates sound and vibrations which can affect us on a physical and spiritual level. At the most frequent rates of vibration, the rate is in such motion that it appears to be motionless to the human eye. At low levels of vibration, objects move so slow that they appear to be completely still. By this logic, those who practice the teachings of Hermeticism and Kabbalian occultism believe that by honing their own vibrations mentally, they can positively or negatively affect their own outcomes in life as the all uses universal vibrations to manipulate its own creations. Number four. The principle of polarity. Everything is dual, 
Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. This is a very common and important hermetic teaching. We learn through duality the importance of diversity, but also the universality of opposites. The properties which make up opposites are properties that only differ on a spectral level. For example, cold and hot are the same. When does cold become hot? At what degree Celsius does the temperature shift from cold to hot? Cold is just a different level of heat and vice versa. In this universe, there are absolute truths and relative truths. An example of relative versus absolute truth can be found in the political climate of today. We see truth at the level of our own morality and beliefs, but absolute truth is final. A molecule of water will always have one oxygen and two hydrogen atoms. This is absolute. Whether or not the water is clean or dirty is relative. By acknowledging that love, like, dislike, and hate are all on the same plane of thought, we can use mental alchemy to adjust our emotions and create a more positive outlook even when we disagree with a differing view. Number five, the principle of rhythm. Everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swung manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. As with the principle of polarity, we acknowledge that there is duality in the world laid out in a spectrum. The principle of rhythm is the constant movement between the poles. In history, civilizations have risen and fell, always creating something new out of destruction. A rebirth following a death. As humans, we acknowledge that we all must die. However, once we die, our bodies give way to new life through fertilization. The classic scientific law of matter cannot be created or destroyed is an epitome of this concept. The rhythm of the world is that all lives and all is destroyed. Nothing is for certain. If we understand this concept, we can mentally speed up the rhythm in our own lives between the planes of happiness and tragedy and understand our own lives at a level more closely resembling a chess game than a hopeless soul wandering about. Number six, the principle of cause and effect. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law. Chance is but a name for a law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. The basis of this principle can be explained simply by a word many of us hear often, karma. This hermetic teaching enlightens us that everything happens for a reason and that nothing is without cause. Our actions directly affect the way society and the universe sees us, and likewise our thoughts manifest to create a positive or negative outcome depending on their intent. If we live our lives in a depressive state and take no action to climb out of that mental hole, we can never rehabilitate and grow from it. 
if we are happy in our lives and start to doubt. We cannot remain happy. This principle can also be attributed to the importance of practice in recreation. The more time we spend devoted to learning or perfecting a craft, whether it be art, music, sports, etc., the higher level of skill earned. It is very rare, if not impossible, to find a prodigy or talent that has seldom practiced. What we put into life is what we get out of it, a cause and effect manifested internally through mental manipulation. Number seven, the principle of gender. Gender isn't everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. In similarity to duality and polarity, this principle teaches us that everything that exists has masculine and feminine qualities. These qualities majorly have nothing to do with sex, but instead offer new insight into the balance of personality and property. Masculinity offers the characteristics of being penetrative, assertive, progressive, conquesting, explorative energy that drives progress. Feminine qualities offer characteristics of receptivity, sacredness, protective energy, all while nourishing that which is most essential to life. The effect that a being or object has on the world determines their level on the gender spectrum, according to universal law. While a field of wheat possesses the feminine qualities of fertility and a gentle sway in the breeze, a mushroom is a masculine phallic display of fungal conquest on a forest floor, spreading its being wherever decay and death allow. This has been an explanation of all seven principles of the Kabbalion, rules that we can follow as human beings to better understand our creator and our creation, as well as the likings of our human mind and the hidden power it has within us. Through these principles, we can hone our mind and spirit in hopes that one day we reach true knowledge and wisdom. I knew this guy, he'd been in a motorcycle accident and it really ruined him. And he was like a linesman, you know, working on the power and power. He was working with someone who had Parkinson's disease and they had complementary inadequacies. And so two of them could do the job of one person. So they're out there fixing power lines in the freezing cold, despite the fact that one was three quarters wrecked with the motorcycle accident. The other one had Parkinson's. It's like, that's how our civilization works. There's all these rude people out there. They've got problems like you can't believe. Off they go to work things they don't even like. And look, the lights are on. My God, it's unbelievable. It's a miracle. Look, the lights are on. It's a miracle. It's unbelievable. It's a miracle. Look, the lights are on. It's a miracle. It's unbelievable. And we're so ungrateful. Surrounded by just a bloody miracle. A 
miracle in all this stuff where that all you crazy chimpanzees that don't know each other can sit in the same room for two hours sweltering away without tearing each other apart because that's what chimps do without tearing each other apart because that's what chimps do it's a miracle look the lights are on it's a miracle it's unbelievable it's a miracle look the lights are on it's a miracle it's unbelievable it's a miracle look the lights are on it's a miracle it's unbelievable it's a miracle look the lights are on it's a miracle it's unbelievable so anyways so what happened well i made some videos and i got to the bottom of some things at least as far as i could tell so i told you what the bottom is then i got this idea about what you might do about it which isn't my idea it's not my idea it's an old 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 idea it's far older than christianity it's the oldest story of mankind it's old get yourself together transcend your suffering see if you can be some kind of hero get yourself together transcend your suffering see if you can be some kind of hero get yourself together transcend your suffering see if you can be some kind of hero make the suffering in the world less well that's the way forward as far as i can tell if there is any way forward and that's what it looks like to me so that's it That was fantastic, that. That last tune there. That bit was so good. That's not you, sorry. That bit where he said about, like, you obviously say about you not suffering and doing that, there's less suffering in the world. It's like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. I mean, where's how big that energy is? Like, when people switch off the suffering, like, goes from a huge, powerful force. Well, Suffering's off. Like a beam, like a bloody. What are they in those old books? You know the magic people. <laughs> we make our life. We make our life so complicated as well that. Uh, and I like sort of part of. I think our problems is that we try to. We try, we try so hard to escape, and we we try so hard to switch off and, and move away we're from the reality. Yeah, we're escaping from we're like life. You're scared of your own thoughts, and you're scared of your own. Because like, they can be terrifying. That's the thing; they can be terrifying. Like, but we're all experiencing these terrifying thoughts. Like, all of it, everyone's. Of we're all winging it. We're, um, all, we're all we're all finding just bags of meat just 
plundering around thinking, oh, what am I supposed to go now? What am I supposed to do right now? Could be that hero in the video game, like, plung it through this. Ch-. But, like, yeah. <clears throat> like, there's the the beauty of these two books and the way that uh, the way I'm processing them and the way I am trying to I'm going to try to apply them is that you we've got to come to the realization that just things are just at times are just going to be shit and they just are you've just got to accept it you've you know just what? got to sorry to butt in right. yeah you know, like the energy crisis yeah. Like, I'm turning lights off. I've not got the heating on. And, like, if it went back to it, I'm in a different mindset to, like, what is a necessary thing. You know, adapt. adapt. It's almost like um, a weird kind of farmstead adaption. Like, the basics are becoming really valuable. Like... You could think of it being taken away, like the price is going to be high, so you obviously got to cut your electricity down. Think of it being as a problem, but also it can be an exploration into like, what do I really need? What's important to me? Like you're stripping away the kind of the fancy bits, the, the lazy luxury that, do you really need it? I mean, is Netflix worth not exploring what this great universe is? Is no one that interested anymore? Like you're born, you're here, you got feelings and that dominates your whole life and there's a story in it and you then you've gone yeah anyone interested like what could that possibly be for what are the rules is it like a game is it a spiritual game there's a lot of hints towards it like oh can't get this top off this bottom <laughs> leave your top on just <laughs> getting naked yeah. is it a screw one um I think the one of the ah my arms just popped one of the um, secrets to eternal happiness. It seems to be quite a universal realization, and a lot of uh, clever people have taught over the years is is simplicity and stripping back the things that really don't mean anything. You don't need that phone, really. Yeah. You don't need those new pair of trainers. It's you very- don't. You don't need. Um, don't need that. That superficial thing, because what it does is it overcomplicates something that's already difficult to navigate as it is. Yeah. You can't not live in the commercial world. You can't not live. It's just just it's just the way it is. You've been born in a country that to- completely signs up to a system on a planet with which well. you have to buy into. You have no choice, right? You, we are where we are. It is what it is. Two funny old sayings that all is all. Love people love saying yeah. that really annoying. But and I can we can only speak from a first world perspective, we can only speak from where we are. We you are. At. Speak from There's a lot worse going on elsewhere, um, materially worse. Um, but we just uh, just got this. We've just been dealt this hand, and in some ways, it's great. We've been but in many ways, we're still a bag of bones, not knowing what to do. Something shivered in the universe. <clears throat> but the thing so, is, like when, when you're in a dream, you don't think about buying stuff, do you? Like, what's important to you when you're in a dream? It's it's just transient. It's just moving from one place to another, or from one thought to the other. One place you, to you just kind of jer- you just you just 
You're go, an adventure. Going through it. There's no start or finish. There's no, you know. But usually on an adventure, aren't you? Of some kind, yeah. So it was like a questy kind of thing. What's all that about? That's what you really want, the quest. Now, if you're not... I suppose this quest is a silly word because it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, you, you know what I mean. The quest, like the reason to do something. Like, maybe that is the game. It's like a game inside your brain that you get to play when you come out and become alive. Like, it's got so many stages of it as well, like, different rounds, like, from baby to kid to teenager to young man, person, and the stages of going up, like, all these transitional periods that, depending on how you use them, can either send you down or send you up, you know. Or back down again. And back down again, yeah, or up and down all the time. Or like, left, left to the left. Like, what? Why are we supposed to? How are we supposed to think? What? What's inside? The, he's, there's so many mysteries and whispers of like what the brain can do. But we have. I think we sometimes have a tendency, or it can be sometimes human nature to kind of think. I did it. Why me? Or yeah. you know, like you somehow think that there's some sort of meaning to the way to the reason why. Rob said you could ring him. Oh. Let's do that. Rob, are you wristling? Is Rob wristling? Wristling? Wristling. Let's see if this works. So he's listening on wristling. Oh god, that sounds awful. Rob? Oh, that sounds terrible. Why don't you do it so it's not all fuzzy? Well, I would do. Hello. Well, I can't oh, even hear oh, him. This is terrible. Hang on one second. We need to find a better way. Why don't you just put a mic next to it and take the jack out? That's what we're going to do. Rob? Turn it right up. Put it near just your wait mic. a minute, Daniel. Don't tell me. Do this. Do that. How you doing, Rob? It's Robert. Too quiet. It's Robert Winstagram. No, it's too quiet. We will do in a minute, Daniel. All right. Keep your mic on. Hang on a minute, guys. This is where it falls, knocks his computer and smashes. Keep your mic on. Hello? Hello. Here we go. Speak louder, Rob. No, he doesn't need is to. Is that mic facing the Just be quiet. speaker? Robert? Yes. Yes, here he is. I can hear you now, Robert. Okay. Let me just turn the bed down so we can hear Robert. Right. How you doing? You alright? I'm just I'm just walking back. I'll be I'll be in indoors in a moment. Ooh, okay. what the band? I can't really hear you very well. I have to confess. You're gonna have to come over. Oh, here. for fun, God's sake! What about me, Rob? Can you hear me oh, very yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. I did better, and I held it. Some. You just need to lean in a bit, Daniel. This is the ah. Oh, this is a disaster. The ah, it's poked me eye out. Can you hear Daniel very well? Can you hear Daniel very well? Yeah, can you hear this? Uh, is that your key going in your door? Yeah. Cool, that sounds cool. Daniel, you're not that's not good where you are. What not? You that's need to right. get here you need to bring your mic. No, no, Rob, you can hear me, can't you? <laughs> Alright, you need to improve your reception or something. You do. Is it um is it the is it the le- level of our voices or is it the Yeah, that's better. 
Can you hear right, me? So that's you. You need to come in. He can't hear you, Daniel. How can I? But you need to move over. Like me bring, to move see the over. phone. See that phone right there? No. That phone's got a microphone in it, and you need to be closer to it. Hello. No, but you've got your own microphone that you've also got to speak into. How do two? Why are you so stupid? It's impossible. It's nice, nice to hear that all these years on the radio have increased your levels of professionalism. Can you hear me, Rob? There you go. Ah! What are you doing? Wait, wait, I don't need to speak. Can you hear me, Rob? <laughs> Can you hear me, Rob? What the fuck? This is the best bit of radio in the world. Oh, that's not working. Yes, I can hear you both now, but you still need to speak up. Why don't I use my phone? Go on then, do that. Let's just hold. Oh, this is where we've got a really deep, meaningful conversation to have with you tonight, Rob, and we can't speak to you properly. I could just ring him on my phone. Yeah, but what's that going to do? It's louder. It's that not. Piece of shit. Is that your phone? No, it's the work. It's, it's the. Have, have you been having deep, meaningful conversations without me? Yes. Why don't I plug my phone into that clamp? No, because you've got an iPhone, idiot. Yeah, it's louder. Better mic. Dan, he doesn't understand. Anything. <laughs> um, so, Rob, so basically what we've been talking about is I've had a bit of an epiphany. Um, he thinks he's alone I've, now. I've read, <laughs> I've read two, two books and I'm halfway through one of the books, but I've finished one of them. And I think if I implement both aspects, both fundamentals of those books, that will make me better. And if everybody else does the same thing, it will make them better too. Well, that's um, that does sound uh, like an epiphany. It sounds quite sensible. It depends what the books are, I suppose. Well, the first hey, one, boy. the first one is called the subtle art of giving, not giving a fuck, which you may have heard of. I have heard of it, yeah. Um, and I and I do highly recommend it. It's not quite as nihilistic as the title uh, suggests. Um, although it appears it in the first sort of chapter or so, you think, oh, come on, mate. It's like, yeah, all right, we get it. Um, but as it progresses, it really starts to kind of it starts to explore our our values and our perceived values and our where we think we should be or where you know and and how we think others should be to us and all of these like pointless um, standards that we set and this sort of entitlement that we can we can sometimes have and you know so many things that you can just let go of and it not stress you out. And part of the reason why I discovered the book was because I've been having a lot of conversations with a, of a couple of my close friends recently, and we're all of a similar age, and we're all at similar sort of like standings in in life, different sort of, you know different on different pathways, you know, different levels of um, you know got different types of jobs, and we've all got our own issues, and yet the common theme is is that we're all really generally just struggling. You know, and part of it is a, a time of life. You know, you're at, you know, there's obviously all sorts of reasons why men in their sort of forties have midlife crises and and all that sort of stuff that goes on. And obviously, part of it is to do with the general kind of the world at the moment is shit, and you know, we've not there's not a lot of stuff to look forward to. So I found this book and I heard it, and it's beautifully profound. There's some amazing things in it. There's so many things in it that make me go, oh. Wow, <laughs> yeah, you're really talking to me there. You know, that's like I, I could really. So I finished that book, and then I got onto a book 
that's called what is it called again Daniel the dopamine book about ba- basically book, the book. dopamine generation or, or yeah. whatever it is he's always said this bit I'm going to need to do it again so dopamine finding balance in the age of indulgence and it's a doctor and she's basically talking about um, obviously how dopamine is so prevalent and so easily well you know we, we essentially have dopamine hits at the touch of a button these days and technology is very much a, a part of it um, we're always looking for escape um, we're always kind of looking for new kind of uh, ways to you know quick quick fixes you know just just escaping from the the inside of your head or from reality or whatever it is in retrospect but here and now and by the same token the old routine has got to be broken for myself is that 
that we are in a much we, like it's dopamine hits so much, so much more prevalent now. Where we're technology now is everything is at the tip of your fingers. If you if you want to buy something, you can two two flicks of a button on your phone and it's there the next day. And we've all got these kind of instant, you know, instant rewards, and we're not really working for it. And this book goes into lots of detail about um, about the scientific what's actually going on the chemical the chemical uh, uh, reactions that are going on inside the brain where you get the hit you get the down you get the up and you're you know the more you're pressing the button the more you need and obviously the crash is even worse and so we're in obviously in an age now where it's increased significantly and i'm gonna try to abs i'm, I'm gonna write a list and on one side, and I've and I've got a little metaphor of, I either press the button for dopamine, or I have to walk up the stairs for dopamine. He's already said all this. I know, but I'm just going to give him a quick overview. The, the, the up the stairs for dopamine is when you go to the gym, or when you do something creative, or you do something where you've worked for it, and at the end of it, you get the joy and you get the pleasure out of it. Should that's, be up, up the apples and pears. That you. seems like that's a healthy option. The, pre- the pressing of the button is, you know, going onto social media, you know, fishing for likes, or engaging, or gambling, or taking drugs, or whatever those things are. And I'm going to try to significantly reduce or abstain from the pushing of the button for dopamine. And try and increase the walking up the stairs, but then also implementing the stuff from this other book about trying to just be a bit more zen. And the the, the being a bit more zen one is, a, I think that's actually probably harder because I think you know we all get in traffic and shout. Are you gonna let Rob speak? I am. Sorry, I've done finished now. But that's my that's my You're that's my quick summarisation. Sum- anyway, show's over. Nice to talk to you, Rob. See you bye later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio. So, I don't know what you think about all of that. Well, uh, what I think about all that is it's got a very curious, uh, well, not even that, not even curious if you know the way of these things, but uh, there's a big synchronicity there with what's been sort of going on with, with me, I suppose. Uh, and like you say about the kind of time of life thing. Yep. Uh, and the, um, I just had this conversation in, in a pub with a mate of mine. It's mad, isn't it? About the very same thing. Um, yeah, and taking stock, which I think I, 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 as a person I've always have done, but sort of. Um, I used to uh, shoplift gravy. Just being aware of where you are in life a bit and. Taking you know, like stock. You say the age you are and, and, and all the stuff that's going on around you and how difficult it is to make sense of shit stuff sort of like on a larger scale like that because it's just like pointless even try and think about it I think Um, so the only thing you can do is look at yourself and uh, yeah but uh, you know and left out said but I lost a friend this week so I had a friend of mine pass away at the weekend he mentioned it uh, unexpectedly um, uh, whilst I was already considering this very sort of question you know of kind of a bit thinking about my mortality and a bit kind of uh, this sort of questioning stuff on that kind of level. Not 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 in, not in a maybe a bit maudlin, but not really. I'm not, I wouldn't say been depressed or anything like that. No, well, you would be very sad. Stage, you know, especially after all the stuff we've come out of and, and the pandemic and the war that's going on and all the economic stuff, you know, in the background. It just it doesn't matter how much you try to ignore that. 
it's, it's there and it's sort of everyone's suffering from it. Yeah. And I think that's what seems is, seems to be a universal sort of thing. So much like people are just so tired of all that. What's so, inside's outside at the moment, isn't it? And what's outside's inside? It's like this yeah, symbiosis so of the internal. Inside, that's the only thing you can change, isn't it? Now feeling of all of us collectively. Like, even if you think you're not in the turmoil of how everything is right now, like, it's not paradise, and that pricks your attention to thinking so much up. Yeah, it's like you can kind of, like, you know, I think that's why sort of things like... <laughs> that's why the Russians are running away in in, in in Ukraine and stuff like that. It's like, we don't want to be doing this stuff. It doesn't matter what the politics of it are, how these things come about. It's like, like, it's like some people... Some people are just like making up and stuff like that. It just seems so, but it's almost like I can feel all that. I can feel all that. So it's like it doesn't matter who it's happening to or where. It's it's all part of the same thing. So it's just so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Like yeah, so there's um, a lot of steps for these things to happen, doesn't it? Like you don't just suddenly fall into a battle. Like who's doing the decisions? <laughs> like, no, could we just be farming? Like we just want to be like killed and, yeah. and maimed and losing their houses and, and being really sad for just this sort of pointless sort of absolutely pointless. And even uh, even, sort of even on a day to day basis, like the the mediocrity of like how things could really be. I know. Like everything could be wonderful like this whole system could yeah. flourish and like all these blocks are in the way like we'll put this in place we'll put this in place until chaos ensues and people are fighting battles and like there's no sanity in a poli- in politics sorry sorry can I stop why are you not speaking into Michael or something why have you got like turned into a bathroom what I don't know that's it that's it talk I was in the bathroom there's no sanity in politics no for very good reasons there's no sanity in any of that in economics I can't put my faith or trust in in, TV entertainment it's just proven time and time again that all of that stuff just amounts to absolutely nothing look at this look at this and just those are trauma at worst. It's just kind of like we, we, we could all just like work on ourselves and in our little communities and, and be very happy, very simply, and, and that, like you say, have a wonderful world. It wouldn't take that much. We know what's wrong with stuff. It's fucking easy to see, isn't it? Yeah, someone said about politics, right? Like, you know, like each time you get a new politician, it's like, oh, they really tried, but it didn't quite work out. Oh, they really tried, but it didn't work quite work out. Oh, they really tried, but it didn't quite work out. Oh, they really tried, but it didn't work out again. Oh, they tried, oh, but it didn't work out. Like, things get progressively worse. Not really good at this, are they? It's strange yeah. stuff for the like, same thing. It's to be annoying, so and then it didn't work again. Got a bit worse, got a bit worse, got a bit worse. Your life's getting more boring, we restricted. We putting our faith in these people. It's almost laughable. If, it is. If people weren't... If all sort of consequences people it's just, it's just a laughable system that we have in place and, and uh, they all speak well, like aliens all of them like but, what but are you saying what you're saying Billy about then sort of taking that and then um, and you know like with my friends passing you, you're sad you feel sad of course you do if you lost a friend you've, someone, someone's gone uh, you're not going to see them in this life in that way but like, when I spoke to you the other day Dan we were saying about how and you just take that experience. It's an experience. All of this is is an idea. 
everything's yeah. an idea everything a lot of it's conditioning we're conditioned to it's only ideas, ideas isn't everything's it? an idea like how and how yeah. you deal with the consequences of that or what comes along in your life that too is an idea so you can either make it a good idea and see it as an experience even if it's you know by traditional means an unpleasant one or whatever it's all it's all life learning it split itself into these billions of little parts yeah, to learn yeah. from it's itself it's an idea that, like, just got to go go with it man and 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 that's not in denial of anything it's just sort of acceptance of of the things and, and and being in the moment like that classic sort of cliche of, of, of and that's not easy <laughs> Fuck it, it's really there's not a, easy why do people <clears throat> do all these things and there's quite try and escape it like you were saying a minute ago you know letting go why do you want these dopamine hits it's it's all part of that sort of you want to get away from the mundane and the kind of like the, the voices and all this sort of stuff but there's <laughs> always ways so you can voices, do that rather than hitting the dopamine button I mean, sometimes you want to hit the dopamine button want to go and have a party maybe you do Hello? take drugs maybe you do want to kind of like do, do this or do that on occasion but just do it like or like you don't need to get trashed or like you just just do it to feel nice and and and, and it's in balance with everything else you know it's that balance that's, and, and enjoying the moment that's what i, I think ba- balance yes but what i what the sort of part of the thing that i think is a really unique to this time we're in now is that um because we have that because we have that additional instantaneous hit whereas uh, whereas before uh hang on one sec sorry daniel's been an idiot whereas before um you would have the weekend to look forward to now you've got this constant through essentially through your phone or through netflix or through these instantaneous ability to order something online or 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 whatever it is that you can all of that constantly there that i think that there's an and this woman talks about she's a doctor there's a she she specifically talks about it where you become overloaded with it to the point where that's a massive reason why depression uh is has risen so steeply over the last sort of 30 odd years and escaped from any of it i've I've just had this exact conversation with chris in the pub yeah we were saying that there should be a day a weekend you know like a sunday not for religious reasons or anything like that where it's almost like we turn everything off turn the lights off yeah put candles on turn a fucking internet off leave it live in the moment fucking things off like no one goes to work apart from you know a few people you know hospitals make emergencies but generally there's exceptions of like this kind you know save energy save your mental health go out and look at the fucking stars we have to see the stars we turn all the lights off for a few hours you know on on a sunday just just and had that time where where it's 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 socially acceptable to not really do anything apart you know have a fire get your friends around read a book do do those simple things that that we all and and and, and, you know if we all cut ourselves off from from the internet and all these things with that at least a day a week to begin with i think you know you're talking about productivity and all that other stuff people are if they, get, if they get the right balance, then we, we all need to work. We've got to work. There has to be an economy of some kind, but it doesn't need to work in the way it is at the moment. Don't need no. Five, six, you seven don't have to be switched on 24-7. Three or four days a week and, and have the rest of the time off and, and, you know, to do your own shit at home, spend reasonable good time with the family, to get our little projects done, to be creative, to, to go out and to do nothing. Oh, good what's, wrong, what's wrong with that? And then should we pay for the three or four days in between time, reflective of that 
productivity would be up in those times that we worked. You know, Especially if there was those stock market. It'd be better for people's <laughs> mental health, better for people, you know, the environment, better for all these things. We're just not looking at the alternatives. There's no, no visionary politicians. I've been, There's no people saying out, are there? Like, we've changed everything. I've been chucking so, out a little phrase that um, I think, I'll, you know, I would, as just a little last mark of poetry, I wouldn't mind uh, having it on my headstone, where... I've just been saying for a little while now, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> there's got to be a better it's, way. It's actually quite easy to see as well. Like, you know, if you, if you chip away all the things you know are wrong and then get back to a point of thinking, well, well how, do you, how would you make it right? Is that balance and kind of like, you know, hard, you, you don't have to work hard in life, but you don't need to work like a dog fucking seven days a week. Yeah. So, you, like, you know what I mean? Like, where's the, where's the balance? don't work. Where's the perspective in, in this from, from the economic system we have? Madness. The governmental system. You're madness. Yeah, so absolutely. I can't uh, take absolutely. it anymore. Um, it's disengaged for the dream. You what? Sorry. I'm going to disengage for the dream. Yeah, he's a fucking just 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 some fucking idea that someone else has sold us and, and drummed into us from an early age. We think we've got no alternative at all. Well, any any anyone who is born thing is absolute bullshit. Anyone who's born and particularly now at this precise time, uh, even more so, is instantly thrust into this system that is so flawed and so unbelievably difficult to navigate Weird. through that massive complex that, yeah and and that never that doesn't get talked to you don't get taught to cope with this shit at school no you don't and we've just we're, um, um, but we've had to like our age you've had to like gone from not having this you know not that there wasn't problems before but we've got not having this to being thrust into this sort of like these alternate dimensions and screen, you know, all this other stuff. And it's the madness party. The world and their opinions through, through a little device you hold you, in your hand. Can you re-say that? Can you can you just re-say yeah, you know. that in a in a bit more of an old man type voice? Can you just make that point again? But because yeah. you, <laughs> well, we we didn't ask for this. We didn't ask for this. This yeah. bloody crap. <laughs> Um, but it's no, you're right. Though. It's not even saying bloody internet, bloody technology. It's nothing to do with that. But it's it is the bloody internet and bloody technology. technology. We've embraced it. Yeah, we have embraced it, but we don't know how to cope with it. Oh, look at me. I'm so abstract from what a human being was. <laughs> Daniel is really confused right now. Why? Like, super confused. So How? he doesn't understand. He, he doesn't understand the concept of getting close to you <laughs> and the microphone on this phone and the microphone in front of his face. He seems to think that if he if he what? doesn't get cl- if he gets close to you, then he has to move the microphone away from himself. And if he gets away from you, that he has to. He's a fucking idiot. Just all you need no, to do, Daniel, is you need wrong. to move closer. Maybe maybe I'm here. Three dimensional forms. Ah, oh, like Maybe that, that this is a, um, a, a thing. Of that. I, that thing the thing is, it confused me. They're perfectly straightforward for most people like that. Like, pop, pop. And, and I tell you what, you throw technology and stuff into the equation, and I'm not, but I'm. Um, Mr. Baffled. Baffled. Mr. Baffled. Baffled man. I can't understand a single bloody thing sometimes. I do get. I, I understand. That's okay. This is Daniel is Daniel is currently uh, figuratively patting his head and rubbing his belly at the same time. Yeah, I'm so confused. Well, that's we did it so well um, before. An old school skill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but he's failing at it. Ah. 
had an epiphany. <laughs> I think we're alone now in the universe. <laughs> but no, it's 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 tough. And I, like I said, I honestly, Rob. I don't know if you're a uh, member of Audible or if you ever into audio books or you just like reading. Honestly, I do like reading. Ding me the ding me the things across in a minute because I'm, I'm after some a book and some reading. So I've read some really interesting books this year as well. Ooh. Some really fascinating stuff. Name me top um, three. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. I, I thought it was on my shelf. I was going to tell you about it now, but, uh, but you're not going to now. The, um, um, uh, I can't remember it at the moment. Is it going to have to make decisions? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is it how to remember things? <laughs> how to remember books? I'm terrible at remembering titles of things like that when I have to. They just like the, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. My head, it's pathetic. Um, I'll, I'll come back to it in a minute <laughs> so I've got else? a good book to recommend you yeah, it's called How to Remember Book Titles key. oh I said that joke key. but he didn't That's hear it the immortality That's key the book to read oh, how do you come on mantle at the immortality it's it's very very fascinating indeed and very plausible and very believable and I think it's the truth Oh, oh good! Oh, look Rob, that. there are no truths. You know that. I'm, I'm looking. To, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a, a fixing point. Of a certain point in history, like between, between, um, sort of like you know, twelve thousand years ago and, and pre that. I know sort of much newer ideas than that. Greeks, and then explains how Christianity and its rituals came about. What, is rich um, what? And how they totally turned those rituals on their heads. That must have been to, that must to, hurt. to um, create the patriarchal um, church. So they like, waffle at me. From the, from the Romans, <laughs> uh, yeah. What did you say? He said it sounds like a load of waffle to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's hard, but it's not. I think he was just being like silly silly he was just being oh, silly okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying something really kind of meaningful and profound something that meant a lot to you and you were kind of like lamenting about this book that you'd found and then he just went sounds like a load of old waffle to me <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was that but um, I can see. I'm still. I can still can't completely hear you. Your your little voices fade out of my tinny little iPhone speaker, which balanced precariously upon a glass of water on a table, Why which I'm I leaning over in order to hear you, so you can hear me. Is there any improvement upon that? Swizzles love hearts, thinking I'd like to eat some of those, but knowing how much of a noise it would make. If go I have some. Uh, go and have some. We'll play be a good, song. Be good radio. We'll play a song. Play Alan Watts one. Right. We're, we're going to play a song. Write a song. We're going to play a song. Billy, you're so loud. So it's difficult for us, because of that cultural heritage, to accept, to accommodate our common sense to the idea that the web might basically be playful. That it might be like somebody saying, won't you come and play with me? Child. And the other child has some little hesitation. I don't know whether I ought to play with you. You come from the wrong side of the track. I don't feel like playing today. I feel serious. 
I don't think play is important. We ought to do something real, like wash the dishes for mother. Who, incidentally, has forgotten that the whole point of washing the dishes is playful.
Turn that um, arranging patterns of life song down now. That's actually much better. Uh, I don't know if you can hear us any better, um, but you are now coming yeah. through the desk. Well, it's definitely clear. That's better. So um, that's good. We fixed that problem, but unfortunately, we're before. quite close to the edge of the show. But then we don't. We can carry on for a little while, Mark. Yeah, carry on for a little while. We can only two. about two minutes left, haven't we? Well, we can do there's what we like. No reason. There's no one after us, so we can always overspill. Because uh, oh, I quite enjoy. Now no we one after you. Now, <laughs> now we can hear you better, and hopefully you can hear us better. We so uh, headphones up a little bit. Why is there no one after you though? Because the it's late. They got to go <laughs> bed. Just, they just play the. They play the just the loop of. Luke horrendous Luke. songs afterwards yeah so, so if you go over then they'll just carry on playing the live thing no, recording yeah. and then when i turn off they'll just play slow recording billy shit yes it's recording thank god for that yes. so well shit's not on a timer what well, I, what i what i'm thinking is because I've, I've been doing quite a lot of things lately to try and improve myself physically and mentally so i've been doing a lot of swimming i've been walking the dog a lot more gymnastics i've been doing a lot of kind of stuff that's just been um just you know to just try and make me feel generally better in the grand scheme of things things ain't so bad like if you close yourself off from what's going on and and don't get me wrong we are all going to be affected very very soon and we're already starting to feel affected by what's going on it's turning against but you can stop listening to the news you can stop going on i mean i'm not on social media anymore but i do go on youtube a lot i do kind of and I, I'm not on social media anymore. I do go on YouTube. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm not sort of I'm not engaging in that social media kind of way. I'm just watching videos yeah, that interest I, I me. Know, you know. But I noticed you still haven't actually deleted your Instagram account, Billy, because I saw you were still following me the other day. Yes, I I I I, I cancelled it and then I logged back on because I wanted to get grab an old photo that to, I wanted to keep to, to to look at my amazing artwork. I haven't seen your amazing artwork for. Bunch, mate. I haven't seen your amazing. Why don't you just follow me and Rob. Just follow me and Rob. I don't know how you've progressed. You might still be barely, scribbling away. <laughs> no, I am. Um, so, so, uh, uh, but the but the point I'm making is is that I after reading these or uh, halfway through one of them and finishing the other book, just uh, this this recording. feeling of abstinence and trying to. What? Just check in and stop recording. No, it won't stop recording. It's got to be Miss Manuel, as I do it. Oh, you're Manuel. Crying. Manuel. Crying. Um, is is uh, trying to now abstain from those quick fixes all the time. It's like, you know, me. lots of things that you can. Because I, I was thinking, I'm adding these things to my life. Like, I'm going swimming now and I'm walking the dog, but I'm not really changing anything, you know, 
I feel like a proud for, father for 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 those things, and it's almost like you're adding to the chaos. It's almost like no, you're not though. You add if you do something like that, you're adding out a choice to enhance your life. That's y- not the same as adding another like yeah. But I but I also a material thing. I also think there's but I also think there's behaviours there that I also could do with curbing and taking away, which one to, to enable those little five percent, ten percent increments of improvement to be. To, to be even better because i think we're over complicating our lives now with all of this technology and all of these quick easy fixes and like i've i was saying to daniel i've always got a voice talking to me i've always got a podcast playing or a video playing or something is going on i go yeah. to bed with earpods in the tv's on like i'm always connected to something and and then let alone the times, you know, I mean, I don't drink as much as I used to and I don't sort of certainly take don't. the amount of drugs that I used to take. But on the occasions that I do indulge in, in good things... Billy, to, that's, that's good to hear. <laughs> but, but on the occasion that you do kind of have a, have a bit of a let your hair down... Um, <laughs> Them are the days. They, they're even harder <laughs> uh, to, to, to recover from as well. But the point is, is that because you've got this constant, oh, yeah, 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 fix, 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 make me feel good, make me feel good, make me forget about everything, if I keep doing that, then the times when you do go out and enjoy yourself, like, it's not... I just... I think... I think we're in such a unique phenomena now like there's such this this new thing that we we need to find a way really quick of like you say having that sunday or better still getting as far from it as you can for as long as you can because metaphorical sunday you can can do you can do that but that's the whole point of this thing about thing being an idea so you can you can do that you could it's you can um you can use things to to to, t- to take you to places or you can just be happy where, where you are you, you could go for a walk in, in the field and go and have a picnic just in the field or or, or or take yourself away quite quickly and quite easily and and be as at home there it's almost as if you would go on holiday it's, it's always we always set these ideas that we've got to do this i've got to do that in order to be um happy or to or to you know do stuff and and it's not like you shouldn't plan to get away from things but you can also what i'm trying to what i'm trying to do is to try and sort of appreciate the, the moment you're, you're in now because it can be any moment like you, you can you know as long you know and that's that's that's, and, that's exactly how these two books tie together exactly what that, you're saying it's like i've just descri- i've just described one of them and you've just described the other one and that's exactly like that that approach on both of those things and that's why it's almost like and the reason the reason that i got drawn to these these two books was because and i was saying this to daniel earlier on i i've got a mate that i speak to two told him you're like a drunk two or three no i didn't tell him this bit but i speak to two or three times a day (laughs) that that drunkard. <laughs> that you must be if you're speaking to the John Stray drunkard. It keeps changing. <laughs> it keeps changing his number, but really keeps finding it. Going on and on and it on. Just keep just banging on. About oh, the same okay. Number. Oh, I'm really. His, his friend suffers from a condition where he can't say no to people. <laughs> uh, and I just find out and tell him how sad I am all the time. Yeah. No, but we we've we we have this. Um, you know what I think is quite unique. Uh, and I'm sure there's pl- plenty of people that... Basically, Rob, it's his version of me and you. 
Yeah, I, get, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I speak to him a hell of a lot. We talk about what's going on in we, our we lives. We don't need to speak. We're psychic. We have a good way of we have a good way of communicating with each other, where we can kind of like air air our kind of views. We, we're we're both very very similar, and what's really comforting is knowing that someone else feelings? someone else is someone else is having a bad time as well <laughs> no but the, but the you know it's, it's two guys you're not, working it out you're not unique it? yeah you're working you're realizing that actually you're both winging it you're both you know you're both and um and so i was looking for stuff to kind of where we could kind of i don't know i i, I don't know that's what the, I, I i was looking for some help <laughs> and i found these two books and uh, it's almost alive. like it's, it, i feel as though without getting too woo-woo, that the universe has said, uh, you, you probably need to have a look at these. <laughs> trouble is, Billy, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? you're going to get tested now. It's going to, like, say, have you learned these lessons? I'll throw this at you. I'll throw that at you. Well, I, I, have, I do have... The revelation, the enlightenment is, is one thing. It's, being it's implementing it. It implements it for you, like... Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Oh, he's got it. Right, but the, the first book, the the subtle art of not giving a fuck, is very much the what you were saying. It's like this is it. Like you, 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 we can sometimes. It talks a lot about entitlement, and and you you would you would think of entitlement. You know, whatever whatever your definition of entitlement be in your mind. But the way he puts it out, it's that kind of like that internal thing where you go, I should be. This something should be better right now. Hmm. Yeah, like almost as if like you deserve for it to be better. It's like the quest. It's the quest that's all in all of us. Is that very thing? Like things could be better. But 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 you you know the universe doesn't give a shit about your feelings as I've heard somebody say before. Well, they said it, didn't they? It, it's it's that's all they did. You 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 have no, no you have no right. You you had it doesn't forgive need to me. Care. You had no right for your friend not to pass away at the weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no nothing that's life isn't fair. It's horrendous. It's awful. There's gonna be things that are gonna go on in your life that are gonna absolutely destroy you at certain times. Mm. And and you kind of you're just a bag of bones just floating about and the only thing you can do sail it is well <laughs> sail it is one thing that but that could be perceived as being a bit nihilist but you all you can do is attempt to find a way of coping with it as best you can that's all you can do because it's you're not going to change it, it. transmuting and, it somehow like into something yeah, but also not just coping with it but transcending it in a way and seeing it as you know even if it's nonsense, sort of almost saying it's part of your destiny, you've got to learn that yeah. lesson. You've reached, you know, for whatever reason, like, um, you, 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 what are you learning from it? What are you, what, how is it strengthening you, um, get, making you a wise person? Yeah. You know, I really like, believe this pursuit of sort of spiritual wisdom really is, is the greatest. Rob, One there is. Rob got me that. Go about that, especially through creative processes, whatever they are. But you know, the, the journey of self, of self knowledge, and and um, expanding on on that. Like that's that's that, what, what else can there be? Really, you can be the best person you can. Not to sound like another cliched person rattling on about it. And that you know, but acknowledging you all, you know. I think there do, there does seem to be. A quite a strange thing about when people are on their deathbed there almost seems to be the final 
the final kind of surge of wisdom it's like you know when you hear kind of people talking about what they're you know people that are know, that know they're dying that are on their deathbed that suddenly have these kind of like epiphanies that they excuse me for the it's the epiphany show sorry <laughs> but but they but they they Let's say go. there's a there's a tendency to be quite profound on on yeah. people's deathbeds now maybe because there's meaning to it but there's less shit but it's in almost your brain, like isn't there there's, there's like, almost like this you know, if you're not going to be profound on your deathbed when are you going to be yeah. Like, you, yeah you've got to get it all out then and it, oh no i'm having an existential crisis and realization about the meaning of <laughs> what it was all about i've just realized it now and i'm dying <laughs> yeah exactly in that yeah. in that book the Kabbalah, right i don't want to keep going on about it but i do the thing of suffering yeah the one rob got me and the thing about suffering yeah it's like mm. it seems as a negative right but also the rules of this game is that it's also a positive because it's the same thing you're just dealing with a principle like they're relative to each other they're the same mm. thing Average. it's the same energy it's what you how you choose to push that like compass needle in that in that polarity like where can it go but you can also dissolve it as it not meaning Mm. anything like it it has no bearing upon who you are and what you are and it kind of opens a space up to kind of walk into this kind of universe as a soul you see it does it opens it like a, a crack and you can for a moment a brief moment you're in it you feel like nothing like nothing is everything when you get into the nothing moment it's all there everything's there you feel at home you understand you get get to the nothing you get to the nothing you just said it you get to the nothing moment and everything's there yeah and it's and you can carry that message the paradox (laughs) yeah it's not saying that things all if you follow a spiritual path or know yourself whatever the things are going to be easy it's not that's not about that it's about like you say it's about taking the, the suffering and, and the and the time and everyone has it you know in you know in different kind of contexts and stuff there's, you, you need know, it physically it's so vital for you to kind of it's all the same break thing. out of the kind of the static flow of life like there's more to this than a conveyor belt from birth to death of nothingness and science Mm. there's a a huge like universe that we can't explore because we've been tricked into not understanding that our brains aren't just mush they're connected some electric kind of idea that is beyond us and there's a, there's that's a, what it says in that book, though, isn't it? It's that's the it's like the universal mind. It's like it, it's like it's there's like a there's like a there's like a thought. There's thought. Yeah. There's there's a there's a mind, and we're sort of spawned from that. Well, that book it's was like the, from the ideas of thought. Hmm. Which so is kind of odd. It itself into all these billions of, of, of experiences. Of course, they're not all going to be good. But the, but the transcending thing about them all is. And where you realise you're the same as everybody, and, you're, and you you come from yeah. this universal thing, fractal it, idea. Is when you transcend the the, the, the travails and, and and the triumphs of everyday life, and realise it's all the same thing. Yeah. What you get to at the core of your being is what is consciousness. That's kind of like the idea you and carry, that's, and that's, it's you, isn't it? That's it's you, but it's everything. That's the un- yeah. that's the universal 
factor that, and which also is in the Kybalion of, of like um you know the all it, like it, it, you the all the everything of, of all of this is too big and um complicated to understand almost and when you it's come out of it thing. when when you zoom out of the all everything's the same and yet it's everything is in you as well it, it is within you it is you as well so it's like looking at like the universe and then looking at quantum it's the same thing but reverse it's it's it there, there it is it's, it's what light and that's my new theory that that dark dark matter is actually light in an uncondensed form it's all the same thing it can't be thing is like same thing can it <laughs> like was billy saying the, the light band and everything and politics like politics drags you away from spirituality yeah like totally. it's a it's the it's the opposite feeling of it like nothing yeah. of it is warm or flowing or truthful or helpful no. or golden you know it's no. the it's the dark gray version of all that stuff yeah. is like that's the ideology that structures our planet our governance you know yeah. where are the scholarly monk type figures that have got wisdom philosophy and understanding you don't voices do you <laughs> no they, they don't exist they don't exist and why not they're so they'll be so helpful right now like a, a structured way of life from wisdom uh, uh, yeah and, and it, it, and it's it's all there, and it always has been, and we're, and we're just so, sort of so far away from it. This is politics, right? I'm saying I'm it. saying this thing. This is politics, right? I'm saying this thing to trick you to think I'll do this thing, but I'll do something else that will make your life yeah. worse. Always, always, always to make your life worse. <laughs> like always, everything they always say is you always think you don't ever hear a politician go. Yeah, that's great. I'm really happy for that. You just don't do it, do you? And, and like, it, like, it's always, oh God, what have they done now? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like, they're all so oh, disappointing. They're like your sort of pain or sort of disbelief that, that, that supposedly intelligent I, people. Are they're like, like your cousin well, that's always in our prison. Although, I, although I am, so, there are some goodies out there. I do see some goodies out there. Yeah, of course they are, but they largely get swamped. You know, they largely get drowned in in, in the sea. In, of, yeah, out of, of the hit job. It's good to have women in politics, but you have to be like a man. You have to be like factual. You have. You just have to be clever, Rob. Don't be so silly. You just have to be a dynamic person that sort it through. Attached to equality, isn't there? And all all these things because it still amounts to the same thing. You still have to be a certain way. Have you You got to do the hard work, Rob? That's all it is. Are you aware of um, Mick Lynch and Eddie Dempsey? Who? Are you aware of Mick Lynch and Eddie Dempsey? It's the new Minder series on Netflix. Mick Lynch, is he the... Um, He's uh, the RMT union, union leader, yeah. I, I saw him speaking on Russell Brand. I've heard him a few times. He's, he, I, I, it's funny. And his deputy, uh, Eddie Dempsey, he's, uh, he's basically like a young... Ish, kind of like mid thirties, uh, working class talks. You know, he's cockney as they come, but his his knowledge of history and his knowledge yeah. of political history is absolutely yeah. so impressive. He's brilliant. He's like he's like a Mick Lynch protege, and the two of them together just seem as though. And I'm always suspicious by by. <coughs> by some people that get more spotlight all yeah. of a sudden. I'm always a bit suspicious of why yeah. that's happening because they he's quite often... because he's liked, though. That's what I got the feeling of. Because when I listened yeah, to him, yeah. I was like, what, what is... Look at that man. Listen to what he says. I'm kind of getting it. And it, he's speaking 
like as a person yeah he's I've, understanding I've what you're saying I've heard him a few times just on the news randomly about the rail strikes and stuff and then, and then I saw him on that one Russell Brown the other day just doing that thing he's just like he's just like yep you may complete and utter sense you're, you're, you're it appears to be very genuine and very yeah. sort of yeah. actually cares and, and explains it like concerned. yeah explains this it is modern politics is tricks you like with emotional no, rhetoric that doesn't mean no. anything like build but back but he, better and he, and he, he doesn't rise well, he doesn't in. he doesn't rise to them try they for them to them trying to uh, to trying to discredit him he's just like there's one, there's one where Kay Burley's saying to him, "Well, what are you going to do if if uh, if some of the workers cross the picket line?" And he's like, "Well, he, he points behind him. He says, well, look, we're just going to stand there and ask them not to go to work.' It's like, what, what do you want? Are you, she's trying to him. she's trying to coax him right. It's like that scene. It's like that." A brass eye scene when he when he tries to wind the two of them up and he makes war. You know he's got Australia and like India on there or something like that. And he, Did you hear what he said? And there's like back and forth, and all of a sudden it goes to war. Well, this can only mean one thing. Well, I suppose it's war. And it's just, the mainstream media like that are just like, no matter where you sort of see them from, they're just just laughable, the horrible little cretins that just they frame things. It's so bloody obvious. It's horrid. So easy to see through. It's like pornography it's so for your dark soul, isn't it? You it's like pornography for your dark soul. Yeah, it's just it's asinine nonsense that they they try to kind of discredit people with these really actually really pathetic spirit. They know how to word them. Yeah. Well, they're, they're good at that. Subtext. Well, the thing is, it's so obvious the when they're talking crap. nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're trying to be clever all the time. It's like you sound like a prick. Stop talking yeah, like that. I don't want to know emotional rhetoric. I want to know what your plans are. I want to know. Yeah. That you're gonna it's, it's fucking like this whole do them. Thing with, with, with the Tory and the, uh, the leadership <laughs> thing, it's like, how can it make so much difference? You're a party. You're meant to be a party. Yeah? You're meant to be a a group of people uh, putting all your heads together and finding the best way. But what? How? What? Why does it make so much difference that you elect one numpty and replace yeah. him? With same people numpty? doing all the other jobs. Same people. Same party. Exactly the same people doing all the same, same jobs. Yeah. Like it, it, it just again, and so they talk about this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and there's you know doing anything. You notice they um, about put. They put two ladies at the front of their party when all the shit's about to happen. <laughs> they did it with Theresa May and they done it to this lady. Like everything's tanking. It's just they just gave it to a lady. Um now, guys, I don't want to be the party pooper, but He's I done do a shit need at the to party to work. So yeah, I, I would like text, <coughs> I would text my daughter saying in capitals, shut the hell up, here's another one. I could hear you if I was on the bloody Death Star. She's just <laughs> <laughs> well. In the, in which case, then, could we get you to give us a quick summary, Rob, of what you think are uh, based on what we've spoken about, and um, what what you're going to do to change it uh, for just internally, and then we'll give to Daniel, and then we're going to play a song and we're going to go home. Okay, that sounds like a, a, a reasonable plan for all involved, including my daughters and your work work schedule tomorrow. <laughs> um, well, it seems to me I've come on for the first time in ages, and there's been a great deal of synchronicity in everything we were talking. Unbelievable, about. Unbelievable, by the yeah. way, and and by the way, be, be, sorry to cut in, but 
not just with us and you, but before I got to Daniel and I had this sort of stuff in my mind, because this was all fresh in my mind, I was talking to Daniel about it. He's like, that's unbelievable. The 10 o'clock bit that he edited tonight was very much in line with what we've been talking about. He's been yeah. thinking about it. So, you know, it's, it's pretty it's pretty mad how uh, we've, yeah, all, yeah. we've all had the same sort of thing. Something's happening. My mate Chris and his wife Lisa, who's an old schoolmate, we've from school and they've just moved from Portland in Oregon to Stenning. Uh, so they, he's, and he just said it's like a massive articulated truck of container turn up with all, of, all of their stuff tonight. Cool. It's been really cool, they're really crazy, big family getting on really well, majors. And so I, I sort of said, Look, Chris, you need to get away from all like, an entire household of boxes tonight. So we just went down the pub and had just a couple. And this is exactly what we were talking about. But the whole night, we, we were talking about, you know, exactly, you know, this, this inner kind of development and, 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 and the ridiculousness of the world and how to change things, how there's no visionaries, our politics is an absolute sort of laughable nonsense and, and, and you know, and, and ways in which, and obviously the death of my friend and, and, and how you cope with things like that and, and just sort of, and, and saying, you know, how to just try that old sort of cliche, that mantra of, of just trying to, you know, really be in the moment and appreciate that, like the privileged position that we've got to, to be alive, really. It's as simple as that, isn't it? With the eyes and ears of the universe, somehow we, 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 we you know, we didn't exist, apparently, you know, a few years ago and then a few years, again, these body won't exist. We're for a very short time, but we can, you know, really, um, we can think, we can think and see the universe in that time we're, 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 that's a great privilege and, and, a, and um, a beautiful thing and, if, and that's what I always go back to uh, and I have done for a few years now it's sort of like the core of who I am what I believe where my heart comes from and everything like that is just you know it is it's a struggle but it's, it's fucking mad isn't it how we're even here talking down a box on the phone about these things we can philosophise and think about these things what, what that's an incredible thing the power it's of introspection few minutes in the universe it's just you know that's that's good enough isn't it rob that's fantastic now daniel hit us with some white wiz- wisdoms of words well you know it's <laughs> all <laughs> um it's all in your bloody head isn't it We're so excited to have you. Follow me. In recognition of 10 years of service by Mary Pat and the two Dons, we're going to enjoy some punch, have a little cake, and take a try at karaoke. Hello. Hey, folks, how you doing? I'm going to get this thing started with a little number here. Yeah, people don't know what it's talking about. Spread the love out. 
Is the soul. 
Be careful.